Running on Ice, the coolest community in freight. I'm your host, Sydney Edwards, bringing you the latest tech updates, warehouse news, everything happening in the cold chain world. We're back from a much needed holiday break. So we're going to jump right back into what we have going on in cold chain. Let's get into some headlines. Now, Mancini Packing Company is keeping their business in the family. What began as a love for sweet roasted red bell peppers turned into a packing company selling the Italian delicacy throughout the United States as early as 1922. Now, 100 years later, the company is being bought by Alan and Debbie Mancini. Food Processing reports that Alan Mancini is a third-generation family member who now holds the title of president and CEO of the company. He worked for the pepper packing business from 1996 to 2008. Based in Zolfo Spring, Florida, Mancini Packing will now be known as Mancini Foods, LLC. A management team has been established. And seven managers at a Tyson Foods pork processing plant in Iowa were fired in 2020 after taking part in a betting pool to see how many employees at the plant would test positive for COVID-19. Food Dive reports that six out of seven of those managers are now suing the frozen food giant. The ex-employees are asking for $300,000, saying the production plant met targets that ensured incentive pay. The COVID-19 betting pool started after a wrongful death lawsuit was filed against the company when a worker died of COVID-19. Food Dive says one of the managers in the new lawsuit claims the betting pool was part of a team building exercise because managers were tired from working so much. And ShopRite, the largest grocery business in Africa, is growing its refrigerated truck efforts. The food giant announced it is piloting a heavy-duty electric truck that also has glow-in-the-dark wrapping. The Scania battery electric truck can carry 16 pallets of product, features nine batteries, and is fitted with solar panels and a fully electric cooling system. ShopRite says the truck, which can travel just over 200 miles, will be used for local deliveries. The glowing feature will allow it to be seen better at night. Andrew Havinga, the company's chief supply chain officer, says acquiring trucks like this will increase the brand's energy efficiency and help reduce its environmental impact across its network. Now let's get to the fun stuff. Today I'm joined by Alex Winston, the president of Expedite All and Reefer Van Network. Alex, how are you? Doing great, Sydney. Good to be with you today. It's a happy Friday here in Freight Alley here at Freight Waves in the office. And I want to get into a bit about your background. Let's talk about what you have done before Expedite All and what brought you to the company. Yeah, I'm a recovering lawyer. Uh, Started out in M&A law, straight out of law school, um, buying and selling companies, uh, mostly software companies, and ended up eventually being general counsel at a software collective that focused not in the transportation in- in industry, but um, software for property management. Um, and uh, went from there to this uh, current role that I have at Expedite All and Reefer Van Network. Uh, and uh, they are software platforms. So that's kind of how I got involved with them. Um, but yeah, I've been spending the, the past year learning everything I can about freight and applying my software knowledge and my legal background to, uh, to it. So it's been fun. It's a fun industry to, to learn. There's never a dull moment in logistics. I have to tell you that I'm still relatively new to the industry as well when it comes to logistics and freight. And it is 
crazy everything that you end up learning, but also how welcoming the industry is. I don't know if you felt the same way, but I jumped in and I think most people are, are pretty easy to tell me what I don't know. <laughs> it, yeah, it is. There has been a really warm welcome. Even it's sometimes like your competitors are your friends too, right? So um, everybody understands the, uh, the struggle sometimes. Uh, and uh, and uh, people are excited to teach you the, the language of freight, which, um, you know, when I came here, I didn't, I didn't know it. You know, somebody said LTL and I said, what's that? Right. Um, and so uh, but uh, but I've learned a ton, um, still learning a ton. But uh, it's it's a great industry. It's a friendly industry. And um, like you, I'm, I'm here in East Tennessee and um, does seem to be freight alley. A lot of a lot of goods moving through here. It really is. And understanding those hardships, I think, is what a lot of people don't understand when they look into the business. And that is also part of the reason why I think the people in the business just appreciate newcomers. So getting into more about Expedite All, I understand that it's a fairly new company. It is. So uh, we started Expedite All earlier this year. Um, and uh, we've actually uh, been building our network of, of carriers for a long time before that. So even before I got involved, um, uh, this group had spent years uh, consulting with trucking companies and um, also doing uh, uh, software for trucking companies. Um, and then they thought, well, um, one thing we could do is also have a freight platform for them, right? And so um, they've been working with their carriers for a very, very long time. The Expedite, Expedite All Network is over 1,000 uh, trucking companies, over 5,000 trucks all over the U.S. Um, and, uh, and picking up loads on demand um, everywhere, every day. Now, getting into a bit about the fleet of things... You and I had kind of talked before the show talking about reefer requirements, and I find this pretty interesting. When you bring all the trucks in, they have to be checked. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so Expedital has a uh, refrigerated division called Reefer Van Network, um, and uh, we have certain standards that every truck within our network has to meet. So if a driver or a trucking company wants to be in our network, um, they have to meet our technical specifications. Um, and so we have them come and uh, get their refrigeration units tested, um, and we test it over a period of time. Um, and then we also have monitoring equipment to make sure that they're uh, staying the right temperature all the time. Um, and I think what, what that allows us to do is really reduce uh, the probability that any load is going to be damaged as a result of um, uh, a failure of the temperature control unit. So, um, yeah, we do require every single truck to to meet certain uh, standards, and so we have a good visibility into to what temperature is doing on those trucks. I believe you'd said that there haven't been a incident since you've started the reefer van network and started, you know, implementing these requirements. So I've not had any claims related to uh, to. Uh, refrigeration problems on our any of our units. So, and I think that's the result of the fact that um, we are testing these guys before they uh, are allowed to be on the network, and we are uh, constantly monitoring as well. Um, you know, if you if you go to a broker who's not keeping track of those things, you might end up with with some problems. Um, just because uh, I hate to say it, but not every truck driver is going to be completely honest with you about the capabilities of their 
of their truck and they may not have new equipment either, right? They may have equipment that fails. So we like to make sure we have good equipment on every truck in our network. Um, and uh, I think that's a benefit to all of our customers. So getting more into reefer van network, I know we have a couple images that you've sent over of these trucks and these vans that we have. Tell me more about what the fleet entails and, and maybe why it's so important. So we have uh, trucks all over the U.S. And uh, like I said, over 5,000 trucks, uh, including our dry. Um, and then refrigeration uh, is actually a little under 200 trucks in the network right now. Um, so you'll see uh, box trucks, straight trucks, and sprinter vans. And you can see all three of them there in that image you've got there. So, um, and you can also see the refrigeration units on those particular trucks too. Um, you know, different trucks for different capabilities, um, different loads. Um, we, uh, we like to make sure that uh, the, the load that you're sending uh, goes into a truck that's the right size for it. If you're not, um, if you're wanting a dedicated solution, right? If you need an exclusive truck, a dedicated truck, um, we want to make sure that that truck is the right size for your load so that we're not uh, wasting fuel, burning more carbon emissions and emitting more carbon emissions than um, is necessary. Um, you know, we've got um, uh, sustainability goals within our industry. Transportation, I think, is is the, the biggest source uh, in the U.S. of uh, greenhouse gas emissions. Um, and so we consider it... Uh, our role um, in in reducing that for the United States, um, and I th we think right-sizing the truck is a, a solution um, for our greenhouse gas problems here in the U.S. Only um, a solution to greenhouse gas emissions and an environmental impact, but there are so many companies, so many businesses that need a smaller load to be moved, and it's something that it's it's an issue that I've, I've heard about, you know, over my time here working in in cold chain at Freight Waves. And there's just not somebody with a solution for it. And so I find it very interesting that we now have the Reefer Van Network working on this. And so what might you say about the demand for smaller shipments when it comes to refrigerated freight? I think the demand has grown a lot over the last uh, decade or two, right? Um, and I, I can try to place my finger on a few things, right, that, that cause that. One is, um, I think, e-commerce um, and... Uh, everything going quicker, right, has led to um, more warehouses in more places, so smaller loads going from place to place, right? Um, and uh, and so I think, you know, you see a lot more demand for a load that needs to go, um, you know, 500 miles uh, or 750 miles in a day or less, right? Um, we have team drivers in our network that often go 1,000 miles a day, um, no problem, right? And so, and it, since it's dedicated, it gets there right away. Um, so I think e-commerce, I think the expansion of more and more warehouses and more places, um, the demand uh, in, among consumers and even B2B to have things right away um, has also led to that. LTL is a little slower than, um, than the dedicated small vehicles. So I think all of that has led to more and more demand for these vehicles. Um, and frankly, uh, more people realizing that this is a possibility has also led to the demand. Um, even today, I have lots of brokers and shippers tell me, I didn't know a Sprinter van would go long distance, right? I thought they just went, you know, parcel delivery in my town, right? I didn't know you had a Sprinter van that would take a piece of equipment or a couple of a pallets across the country, right? 
So um, awareness has been one thing. And I think uh, the expansion of, of warehouses has been another that has led to more and more demand for this. You know, I hadn't exactly thought about the expansion of warehouses in the areas and, and everything infrastructure wise really growing. But having, I believe you're correct. There have been um, multiple articles that I've seen, especially a few lately, talking about hyper-local deliveries. And whether it's warehouse to warehouse, warehouse to um, distribution center, to you know final destination, to cold storage even, um, it'll be interesting to see really what that turns into now that just businesses are popping up everywhere. They're taking not only what is, you know, more inner city companies that have spread out into the countrysides and, and really kind of moving everything that way too. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's uh, it's fascinating. Um, you know, we see this industry change over and over again over the years. And so, um, you know, maybe, maybe the next step is uh, more and more small vehicles. We've seen it over the past decade. I don't expect it to slow down because um, I think people there's always a demand for more and more speed, right? Um, the faster I can have something, the happier I am. Um, you know, if you ask people, when do you want your product? They want it yesterday, right? So um, I, I expect that small vehicles will be a big part of that solution. Getting back into the sustainability of this, when we had first spoken, you had talked about feeling a responsibility as a transportation company to mitigate the environmental impact on this. I don't know if there are numbers on what we might be saving or when you talk about right fitting, you know, we talk about right fitting for packages, as we'd mentioned earlier. And, you know, I don't think really pe people think about the resources that go into that and what could be saved in just making sure you are only moving what you need to move in a truck that you can use. Yeah. And I think maybe some shippers can relate to this, right? Like, um, you have a dedicated load and it's pretty small uh, and a, a semi truck picks it up uh, and you don't think about it. You know, the load's getting to where it needs to go when it needs to be there. Right. Um, and it's dedicated like you wanted it to be, hopefully. Right. Um, but uh, but what you should consider is um, your transportation is probably most of the greenhouse gases related to your industry, to your particular company. If you're a manufacturer are probably from your transportation. Um, I think I saw a number 87% of food and beverage greenhouse gas emissions are not from their own processes, it's from their vendors. And most of that is the transportation companies that are, are moving their freight, right? So, um, you know, it could be that over half of your greenhouse gas emissions as a manufacturer um, are coming from uh, who's transporting your freight, right? So when you see that load going into a truck that's too big for it, you should think, wow, my, my scope three emissions, my greenhouse gas emissions coming from my vendors is higher than it needs to be. And if I can, if I can right size my truck every time, I can show that I've reduced my GHG emissions um, out there in the world, right? And so a lot more companies are reporting on this stuff every year, right? What have we done this year to make sure our vendors are using less greenhouse gases than the vendors we used last year? Or if they're the same vendors, how has our vendor reduced their greenhouse gas emissions? Um, and transportation is the biggest culprit. It really is. There's more greenhouse gases coming from transportation uh, sector than there are from the energy sector in the US. So um, 
you know, the more you can do to, to reduce those uh, emissions, uh, the better off you'll be. And, um, and we believe that right-sizing the truck is a, a, big, a big factor in that. Um, companies have been right-sizing their packaging for years, right? Ship goods, not air. Well, uh, so get your box the right size, smaller boxes. Um, the biggest box in your transportation uh, supply chain is probably a truck, right? So let's make sure that one's the right size too. I also think about price savings and product savings because I know when some companies can't find, um, they have a smaller load that they need to move and they can't find necessarily a reefer van to move it, they'll package it up and they'll just put it on a dry van and hope that it gets there in one piece, temperature controlled and all. But we know that that's not always how that works. And so is there anything you would say on the fact that this could be saving product and is there a price savings to this? Um, so there's, I'll never say that a, a dry, a dry solution is going to be cheaper, or it's, I think a dry solution is always going to be cheaper than a reefer solution, right? Um, the refrigeration unit obviously, uh, uh, costs, uh, money, right? So, um, but, um, right sizing your truck can certainly save you money. Um, if you're putting a load on a semi that could fit on a box truck, um, you know, any broker will tell you the box truck's going to be cheaper, right? Um, and unless it just happens to be really far away from where you need to be picked up from. Um, nice thing about our company, we have uh, trucks all over the country all the time. Any uh, any medium size to major metro, we're going to have 50 plus trucks available anytime. You can go to expedite.com and see uh, where those trucks are located uh, right around you, right? So, if you went there right now and put in your zip code there in Chattanooga, you would probably see a lot of trucks available on expediteall.com, right? So, um, and, uh, you know, if you wanted wanted one of our trucks to pick up your load, um, those those carriers are going to compete for your load and bring price down, right? So, um, I think uh, using a smaller vehicle is, is typically going to be cheaper than using a larger vehicle, uh, mainly because of fuel costs, honestly. Now, working with Reef Van Network and Expedite All for the last six months to a year, what have you heard from clients? Any feedback that you've gotten on, you know, the shipment of this? Um, they're super excited about uh, refrigerated small vehicles, right? Um, and really, I wouldn't even say clients, other brokers, <laughs> right, come to us and they say, oh, do you have any of these... Um, these unicorns, right? These mythical refrigerated sprinter vans, right? Um, and uh, and I'll be like, yeah, actually, we do. We have a lot of them. Um, and so, really, we have we have not just shippers, but a lot of brokers um, asking us about this capacity as well. So, I think the the demand is certainly there, right? There are there's a ton of need for right sizing your refrigerated shipment, right? Um, getting a vehicle that's uh, cheaper and more efficient and more environmentally friendly than a semi truck uh, to carry your refrigerated freight from origin to destination. So yeah, people are super excited about all of these small refrigerated uh, trucks, and you know we've been excited about it for a while, um, and we're excited to see other people um, uh, really uh, excited for that market as well. And so the future of moving freight, reefer freight specifically. Where do you see that heading? Do you think everybody is going to jump on board and get a couple sprinter brands into their fleets? What do you think? Um, I mean, 
uh, I would recommend it, right? If you're a carrier um, and you don't have, and you're doing a lot of uh, frozen, refrigerated, anything temperature controlled, um, if all you have is semis, um, you're missing out on on some dedicated potential freight that's smaller, right? Um, so um, yeah, I think things are going uh, that direction, but different solutions for different loads, right? Um, and uh, so really this is just uh, the expansion of one of those solutions um, that uh, was is still a small part of the market and a growing part of the market, right? But there's always a place for LTL, FTL, um, everything, right? But, um, but we do see this, this space growing and uh, we are happy to be a part of it. And I'm curious in general where you might see the market heading, if there's any hot takes you might even have on it. Um, hopefully up, right? Uh, so we've seen freight struggle in recent months, obviously, uh, honestly. Um, and so, uh, and it happens, you know, there's good times and bad times and cycles uh, in the U.S. economy. And I think uh, freight is often a leading indicator of where the economy is going, right? So uh, if we've seen uh, freight rates go into sort of a, a little bit of a recession, probably a good sign that you're going to see uh, the, the economy do the same, right? But um, one thing uh, we've noticed about the U.S. economy over many decades is uh, as quickly as it goes down, it bounces right back up and uh, and usually is better than ever when it starts to hit a high again. So um, we're hoping this lull that we've seen is going to be very temporary and that we're going to see new highs again uh, within the next year. So, um, you know, um, I'm confident about uh, the U.S. economy. I'm confident about uh, the American worker and the American consumer and uh, and where we're headed. So, um, you know, uh, as far as cold chain, um, you know, I I don't know where it's heading. I I think, and I think this may be just a, a small vehicle thing, um, but we see less of an effect um, when we see freight rates going down in full truckload. Um, typically, in the smaller trucks, um, we're not seeing the same thing. We're still we're still seeing pretty strong demand. So, um, you know, our our load has our loads have not been going down, um, thankfully, but. Uh, but, you know, it has the potential to, to upset the entire market anytime uh, you see the economy turning down like it has recently. So we're keeping an eye on it, but, um, but we think it's going to be strong. Alex, thank you so much for joining me today. Is there anything new that Reefer Van Network or Expert at all is working on coming up? Uh, just uh, additional advances on our technology. Um, we uh, will probably have an announcement sometime soon. Um, to, to let some people know about all the things that we've been working on. But um, yeah, um, just uh, trying to improve our tech right now is what we're working on and uh, making sure that uh, our, our, we know exactly where our trucks are and what they're doing and, and um, what their status is and temperature is all the time, right? So um, yeah, that's all. Are any of those updates cold chain related and should I book you on the show? For the future <laughs> um i'm sure we will have uh some cold chain related updates soon um and so i will certainly make you aware uh of anything that we have going on uh with our refrigerated division um they're always working really hard um on the tech side uh and on our compliance side to make sure that we never have a claim right and so um 
and I told you a few of the things we're doing, um, we're always looking to improve that as well to make sure our vehicles are the industry standard, right? So, um, you know, happy to join you again. Uh, had a very good time and appreciate appreciate you allowing us to come on and, uh, and, and join Freight Waves running on ice for a few minutes. Absolutely. And so while I still have you on, tell us where folks can hear more from you, maybe where they can follow you and expedite all on the Reefer Van Network. Yeah, so um, our website is uh, reefervannetwork.com for reefer vans. Um, our expediteall.com uh, is uh, the Expedite All website. Uh, and you can get on there and um, see uh, on Expedite All, you can actually see what our what our rates are without even putting in any personal information. I think uh, a lot of our competitors like to go online and do that. But um, but yeah, it's um, they can find us on our websites. They can find us on LinkedIn. Uh, Facebook, um, just expediteall.com, reefervannetwork.com, and then those particular company names at the various social media sites as well. Alex Winston with Expediteall and Reefer Van Network. Thank you once again for joining my show. Thanks, Sydney. Now I'll have this episode of Running on Ice, the show in my newsletter. You can find that at freightwaves.com. Next week, I am talking with KLLM Transportation. Stay tuned. <music>